Welcome to the Nintendo Fusion Podcast, a podcast that fuses past, present, and future Nintendo thought. I'm David, accompanied by my friend and co-host, Jordan. Now, Jordan, why couldn't Mario find his cart? Um, because he lost it on Rainbow Road. I don't know. It was Toad. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one. That That's that's a good one. It was Toad. Uh. Anyway, also, before we get started, just wanted to let our listeners know that uh, Jordan's voice is a little hoarse, so apologies for his audio quality. Um, apparently, it doesn't hurt to talk, right, Jordan? So no, you're not awful? I'm not sick or anything. I just have no voice, and I don't know why. Well, that's a bummer, because today we're talking about a handful of different things, but most importantly is the first thing. We got the Mario Wonder direct this morning. What did you think of the direct, Jordan? I thought it was fun. Um, Mario Wonder looks very good. <laughs> I, <laughs> once again, I did not wake up for the direct, though. <laughs> it's, I was in the car on my way in, and uh, yeah, I watched it later. <laughs> but I do agree. It does look really quite nice. I love the art style so much. Yeah, I wish they would go a little more crazy. Like, it's good. I, I like it. I like that they did something unique with this one, but I I still feel like they could have gone a bit further, you know? A bit further, yeah. But you also have to remember that Mario is their play it safe. Yeah. It, well, it's in its play it safe era right now, I guess. Um, But I will say that this is better than just the really static um art style we've had for new soup for years and years even when new soup showed up on the wii u it still looked very samey yeah yeah it is nice to get different uh coat of paint um i do think that it's still pretty much running the new super mario bros engine um for example like nabbit's there and i don't think anyone like really wants nabbit or cares about nabbit right (laughs) but i think he's there just because the work was already done in the new Super Mario Bros. games, and so he was just ported over with the engine. Yeah, that makes sense. We also got, like, every color of Yoshi and a lot of Toads, so yeah, not, not very hard to, to get I those. I kind of wish that they would just let you customize your Yoshis and Toads. Like, <laughs> just have one in there instead of, like, <laughs> just four preset colors, and then <laughs> let, let the player uh, choose the colors and... Heck, it'd do something crazy and let us put on hats and stuff, too. Yeah, that'd be awesome. Or pull like a Super Smash Bros and let us have uh, all sorts of different alternate colors for every character. Yeah. Like, I don't get why more games don't do that. I well, get a lot that... of other games do. It's more just Nintendo doesn't. <laughs> uh, true. <laughs> Very true. I guess when it comes to the Smash Bros colors themselves, you can't really use all of Mario's or some of Luigi's because it's like, yeah, you don't want to do the fire flower colors as a default color because the fire flowers made a return. <laughs> but I mean, give us purple Mario so that we can have the option of playing as Waluigi if we're not going to get Waluigi. <laughs> I'm still holding out hope that Waluigi and Wario are unlockable characters. I hope so, too. It's not that hard. I mean, they announced all of the playable characters that we know of so far. Like Jordan says, it's possible that more will be unlocked. I mean, we've been able to unlock Rosalina in the past few Mario games. Um, They officially announced Mario, Luigi, Peach, Daisy, Red Toad, Yellow Toad, and Toadette as the like normal uh, characters that all play exactly the same way. They just all look different and have different voice lines. 
And then they also showed us Yoshi, which is the green Yoshi, then red Yoshi, blue Yoshi, yellow Yoshi, and Nabbit. And those guys are all kind of the easier characters because they don't take damage. They get hurt and it like knocks them back, but they don't die or I guess yeah. shrink into a smaller form. It's unclear. Which is good to have. Um, just like I have a nephew. He likes Mario. Um, last time I went over to like visit, we played some Mario and uh, it was just good to have a character that <laughs> doesn't take damage because he's like four years old. Um, so it, it, it allows it, it allows multiplayer with like little kids basically. Yeah, it's a, it is a really good choice for sure. I wish there was maybe an option for the Yoshis to turn on damage taking for them. If people mm. like to play Yoshi and want a little bit more challenge, yeah. but like kind of, as you said, I don't think anybody really wants to play his Nabbit off the bat. <laughs> <laughs> so that, that can be easy mode. Nabbit was associated with easy mode anyway. in like the last 2d Mario game, if right. I recall correctly. So and I think that's why he's back. Cause like the work was already done. Yeah. <laughs> So it's a pretty good list of playable characters and they do have local co-op and you can choose between all of them. So it's good to have lots of different options rather than just Mario and Luigi and Blue Toad and Yellow Toad. (laughs) I was hoping. Well, so I hope that Wario and Waluigi come. I also I would like to have Rosalina and Pauline be part of the main Mario cast as well going forward. Yeah. So get all four of those characters into the list somehow, even if they're just DLC later on. just get them in the engine so that in future games that, that they're always there. Yeah, I, I'd love that. I love Rosalina and I'd like to see her in this new art style. Same with Pauline. Since Pauline showed up in Mario Odyssey, she's been in a couple of the more recent sports games and she was even in the Mario movie. So Pauline's making a comeback, <laughs> but she's not in this game yet. As far as we can tell. Um. The weirdest thing, though, Jordan, for me about the direct was how it showed us how the story starts. And I think it's so bizarre because Bowser shows up to like crash a party and he touches a wonder flower and then just merges into a castle and becomes a sentient castle. What did, <laughs> what did you think of that? I liked all the, the prana plants that showed up. I feel like having the theme of the prana plants is pretty cool. Yeah, for sure. But what? How do you feel about Bowser being a sentient castle now? I mean, it's whatever. <laughs> I, I don't <laughs> pay much attention to Mario stories. But the lore, Jordan, the lore. No, Mario doesn't have the deepest stories. It is cute though that we're going to another new kingdom, the Flower Kingdom, which only makes me want to go back to the Bean Kingdom, like in uh, Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga, and then we need to go to the Sarasa Kingdom where Daisy's from sometime. So many games have been in the Mushroom Kingdom. Yeah. Yeah, it's good to be able to go to a lot of other kingdoms. Uh, we saw a bunch in Mario Odyssey, although a lot of them didn't like feel like they were really fleshed out. <laughs> yeah. But um, it, and like Daisy comes from her own kingdom. Uh, so it's just nice to get more kingdoms. Although I will say the, the like the characters in this kingdom, the, the like the replacement for toads are basically just toads. <laughs> yeah <laughs> it's funny because you have the flagpoles and they're like houses right <laughs> at the end and they just look like the toad houses until they're transformed into the castles basically it's like oh yeah they're they're just keeping up the old style theme of mario hitting a flagpole and running into a house but the houses remind me so much of the toad houses from uh super mario brothers 3 
Yeah. Uh, which makes too. me happy. What I thought was interesting, kind of making some more of those comparisons to past games, is that the level selection screen, you know, the kind of overworld, hub world, whatever, looks to be a hybrid between 3D world that had that kind of run around in whatever direction you want and not follow the, the direct path. But there are also areas that go from line to line, much like, um, you know, Super Mario Brothers 3 and Super Mario World and a lot of the new soup games. So kind of interesting that they're going for that hybrid approach. Um, it looked like they did the more open things so that people would have a choice between levels. So yeah. hopefully there's some like more difficult ones that you can either pass over if you're not that experienced or go for them first as like a challenge or something. Yeah, just having more options. Although since I, had, I always 100% Mario games, um, I'll just end up playing all of them anyway. <laughs> exactly. Me too. <laughs> Especially since all of the levels look really fun and unique. Yeah, this was definitely one of the more creative Mario 2D Mario games so far. Yeah, and I think that's really highlighted by the Wonder Flowers, right? And how wacky the levels can become. Yeah, um, even without the Wonder Flowers, though, I still feel like they're pretty wacky. Yeah. Uh, they, <laughs> they always have like some sort of like theme to them. A lot of them are also playing around with, like art style and like lighting and everything that you just wouldn't see in the new soup games. Yeah, that's very true. But what I really like about the Wonderflower is it has the ability to like change your surroundings, but it can also give Mario and whatever the playable character is like a power up in a way that seems like they had an idea for some super wacky different power up like the kind of roller skate thing, I guess, turning into a giant spiky ball that you can control. Even the um, blow up P-Balloon power-up is back, but they didn't need to put it in all or put these abilities in a ton of different levels and try to incorporate them more. They're just part of that wackiness that comes from the flowers. So yeah. it's almost like they're one-off power-ups in a way. I really like the the one where it changes perspective and it's a top-down, but like oh, all yeah. the enemies are still um, like in 2D like side view. Yeah, that looks <laughs> so fun. <laughs> I'm I'm very interested to see how that feels to control. It's going to be weird. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but a lot of this game is going to be weird and I'm for it. Like I've been uh, wanting yeah, Mario sure. to do something weird for so long now. <laughs> Mario used to be so weird, especially with its RPGs like um, Super Mario RPG, the Paper Mario series and most of the uh, Mario and Luigi series. I, actually, I said that backwards. The Mario and Luigi series has been consistently weird and interesting. It's the Paper Mario series that started weird and got less weird <laughs> as time went on. Yeah. But like the base Mario games just have never been weird enough, right? I mean, I feel like base Mario has always been pretty weird. It's just that the weirdness of Mario eventually became the norm. Yeah. They, they didn't <laughs> just keep pushing the envelope because like the, the, the very concept of Mario is pretty weird. Like, let's yeah. be real. A plumber that just jumps around <laughs> <laughs> on top of sentient like mushroom enemies. I and, feel like yeah. during the Wii U with the Wii U era, that was when Nintendo kind of stopped experimenting with Mario. Mm, um, yeah. And we just haven't had a lot of Mario like core Mario games during the Switch era. They started experimenting again with Odyssey, which was nice. But this is like yeah. the first new 2D game in the Switch era. So, yeah. And I mean, we got some of that experimentation with like um, the DLC, oh, not DLC, the additional, what was it called for the Mario 3D World relaunch? Uh, Bowser's, or no, what was it? Bowser's Fury. Yeah, Bowser's Fury. That's it. 
that was that seemed very experimental right yeah so like nintendo's back on track to experiment again um yeah. I'm, I'm just kind of half worried that as much as i love super mario it was probably just a bit too weird and kind of like <laughs> <laughs> set mario back a few years <laughs> yeah we've talked about that before but I loved Super Paper Mario so much, and it was so weird and interesting. You were going to different dimensions all the time, and so everything was just bonkers constantly. Yeah. Yeah, they went they went a bit, maybe a bit too far with that one. I loved it, <laughs> but <laughs> I guess the focus groups did not. <laughs> Seems like it. Which is a bummer, because after that is when Paper Mario went downhill, too. But yeah. that's a story for another day. Um, They showed off... A bunch of power-ups, the the return of like Fire Flower and a couple of other things. But they also so showed some new ones. They gave us a much more in-depth look at the elephant form for the playable character. Um, it's very focused on its trunks abilities and just being large and chunky. <laughs> it can break blocks super easily, run across gaps very quickly, and you can suck up water. Uh, with the trunk and use that to water the flowers around you and potentially get some rewards so yeah looks like there's gonna be a lot of puzzles based around water just holding yeah. your water until you need to release it somewhere <laughs> yeah just hold on water at all times i guess when you've got the elephant power up um but it looks so wacky i really liked seeing the other characters as elephants <laughs> it was pretty funny like seeing peach transform into an elephant was was great did we see Yoshi transform? I don't think so. I think it was just Peach, <laughs> Daisy. Yo- yeah. I think Yoshi's would be weird looking. <laughs> <laughs> like, is he an elephant with like the dinosaur green skin? <laughs> <I don't know. laughs> so it's like he's, a, he's a scaly, a scaly elephant. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that'd be great. Uh, but. Um, when we saw the first trailer for this game and seeing Elephant Mario at the end, I wasn't a hundred percent sure if it was going to be a full new ability, like uh so many of the other transformations, right? Um, uh, like I didn't know how common it would be in the game, but it looks like it's one of the most common options for levels, don't you think? Yeah, I think it's gonna be the equivalent to like the acorn in the last new soup. Yeah, that makes sense. I feel like every like new 2D Mario game they focus pretty heavily on the new like main um power up so like new soup new soup Wii was the the spinny helmet yeah um and then the acorn and now and now the elephant yeah well even if we go farther back to other 2d mario games like mario bros 3 focused very much on the tanuki suit for flying um super mario world focused a lot on the cape right yeah yeah so mario games tend to focus on one new like core ability and they'll have like a couple other like uh, new abilities that they bring in but those are not quite as central focused as the like the the very specific one right the two new power-ups that they've added are the bubble power-up which lets you just shoot bubbles out which can like instantly kill enemies and can also basically destroy (laughs) some of the unkillable enemies like dry bones i was like that seems a little interesting yeah i'm gonna see how this works with bosses <laughs> yeah <laughs> it probably doesn't with bosses. yeah it probably just pops on contact or something yeah might not even do any damage right although you know there's gonna be a boss built around the, the bubble oh or like definitely. there's a wall that you can't get to the boss 
for like 90% <laughs> of the fight, but like you could speed through the boss quickly if you have the bubble ability. Oh yeah. That I think that would work really well. Um, especially since the bubbles can also be jumped off of and you can get extra height or extra distance. Yeah. I think that's where they're going to be useful. So it's like, are you going to be able to do like infinite jumps where you can jump off a bubble, throw a bubble and then land on that bubble and then jump off that? <laughs> My guess is it's going to be a lot like the cloud <laughs> power up in um, Mario Galaxy, where you only had like a limited number of uses in the air and you had to touch actual mm. ground in order to really yeah. up it. So. My guess is you get to throw one bubble before you have to touch the ground to kind of reset that counter. Maybe two. I'm pretty sure they've thought about this. <laughs> yeah, I'm sure they did. <laughs> or maybe they're going to let you do infinite just so the speedrunners can learn crazy bubble launching techniques <laughs> and just crush every level. Because <laughs> I'm excited for speedruns of this game. It's going to be very fun. Um the other new power up that they added and showed off was the drill power up, which is funny because it just reminds me of the drill top that Mario carries around in uh, Mario Galaxy, <laughs> but they made it oh, a yeah. power up. We kind of already had this ability, didn't we? Um, yeah. It's kind of just like a hard hat. And then sometimes you can drill down into the ground for, I guess, some puzzles will be focused around it. Um, I don't think this is going to be like a super useful <laughs> ability, to be honest. No, I, I think it's going to show up in very few levels as well. <laughs> yeah, very specific levels that like, yeah. are geared for it. Yeah, it's like how you never really want the frog suit in Mario Bros. 3 unless you're doing a water level. It's yeah. It feels like that same vibe to me. But I like the new power-ups. Uh, I think that they show a little bit more creativity, even if the bubble feels a lot like the cloud power-up and the drill feels a lot like the the drill that Mario can hold in... Uh, both of those in Galaxy, I guess, but it's cool to see them come to uh, 2D. Yeah, even if it is nice exactly to have a, a a game that where its core abilities aren't focused on uh, giving you more flying options. <laughs> yes, exactly, because <laughs> that's been like every core power up in the entire 2D series <laughs> since like three. <laughs> yeah. Though I guess the well, there wasn't a new soup on DS, was there? Yes, there was. Yeah, there was a new soup on DS and its main one was the like Mega Mushroom and the Mini yeah, Mushroom. That's right. That's right. I jumped ahead to the, the shell. Oh, yeah. The blue shell where you could just like glide along. That was pretty fun. Um, I was just I don't remember the, the abilities in New Soup 2, though. I don't either. Something with gold. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wasn't that, that is... like a 2D, 3D <laughs> hybrid game on the 3DS? No, that's 3D land you're thinking of, I think. Oh, that's right. No, New Soup 2 was a 3DS New Super Mario Bros. game. Um, and the whole goal of it was to like just collect as many coins as possible. It's probably the most forgettable of the New Soup games, to be honest. <laughs> well, I don't think I played it. <laughs> Which is a shame, because I remember that one actually being fun. Um, it just didn't have like any like identity to it other than collecting coins. And you collect coins in every Mario game. Yeah, so it actually brought back the Mega Mushroom, the Mini Mushroom, the Super Leaf, so you could be kind of Tanuki Light Mario again, and it also gave you the Gold Flower, which turns you into Gold Mario that was That's interesting. Right. So they didn't really have a new ability at that one. <laughs> no, I mean, Gold Mario is somewhat new, but and it debuted there, but... You can you threw explosive gold and silver fireballs. Yeah. Yeah. So. You had to collect so much gold. <laughs> it, was, it was insane. 
<laughs> giving purpose to coins in Mario for once. They were trying. Yeah. <laughs> I don't think they succeeded. No, no. I think the only game that really has handled coins super well is Odyssey because you can actually buy stuff with them. <laughs> yeah. But no, New Soup 2, it was just like, uh, there's no meaning to gold. So let's just do hyperinflation and see if that fixes the problem. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, one other thing that I really liked from the trailer was literally just hearing Daisy say the words, wowie zowie. <laughs> <laughs> that made me happy. They're actually giving Daisy some personality, um, which we haven't seen outside of the Striker games, honestly. Yeah, she's just been like Princess Peach <laughs> for a long time. So I guess Core Nintendo has finally given up on trying to like make sure she's <laughs> as, I don't know, corporate prim. plain as possible. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was going to say prim and proper. <laughs> <laughs> so that's pretty cool. Um, what was also really interesting to me was that they're adding badges to this game. Which felt so much like Paper Mario, but also much more limited because you can only equip one at a time. Um, and it gave you some additional powers. I didn't really look at all of them too deeply, but like some extra running power, some jump stuff and extra coin rewards when you clear levels, which it's kind of cool that you can customize your experience playing Mario a little bit. Yeah. Now give me a badge where it just always runs and I don't have to hold the button anymore. <laughs> Increases Mario's run speed by 0. 0.01, <laughs> but only runs. <laughs> you can't ever slow down. You're always no, nope. always running. I don't know. I want some ability. I I I like the idea of badges. I'm hoping that they're not just all benefits. I would like some that have like downsides to them. That's my favorite part about badge systems when there's like yeah. a, a risk and a reward kind of way. Yeah. So, so like, you equip this one. That's like you get a bonus to coins collected. However, you jump slightly less high or something like that. Yeah. Although it's nice to have them kind of be related in a way. So I was thinking kind of like increased movement speed, but um, you slip and slide. It's like you're always on ice. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I've been playing a lot of Hades again recently, and a lot of the bonuses are kind of like that for yeah. some things like you get plus 10 percent damage dealt to enemies from behind but you also take more damage from behind or something like that yeah it's i I like downsides to badges because it just gives a lot more edge to the the building side yeah i guess you're not doing a whole lot of building with this because it's just one badge (laughs) yeah but i'm excited to see how that plays out you have to earn them too which is nice it's not like they just give you a whole bunch off the get-go so yeah who knows? It's a Maybe fun the thing best ones are tied. I, I'm very, I'm very happy with this. Um, and if if the badges suck, then you just don't use them. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Or just always equip the bonus coins or something, just so you always have coins. <laughs> yeah. They also showed us a lot of interesting online play stuff. Like we already talked about co-op, and it's just couch co-op. That's been a new soup staple for a long time. But this online play. Like when we were talking about it just briefly before this podcast, you straight up said it's like Dark Souls. Would you care to elaborate? <laughs> <laughs> so it's not entirely. Um, you can't like enter people's worlds and attack them, although that'd be pretty sweet. <laughs> <laughs> if you could just enter people's worlds and grab them, throw them in lava. Um, no. So like in Dark Souls, what they typically do is you'll see like spirits of other people playing the game at the same time as you. Um, and you'll see like kind of what they're doing, but you can't see like, the other objects on their screen. So you just get like their action inputs. Um, and so that's kind of also in this game. So now you'll be able to see 
people uh, kind of running around. Um, so probably you'll get some some warnings that some traps are coming up or something like if, if <laughs> yes. you just see this stream of people running and then getting crushed by a thwomp or something. And there's just like <laughs> constant like <laughs> ghosts appearing at a certain spot. Oh, that'd be so awesome. <laughs> <laughs> um, and they kind of they revamped the, the revival system from new soup where in new soup you'd always like go into a bubble and then you would be stuck in your bubble till someone came to like um get you out of the bubble and if you're playing solo there's no one so you just always die immediately if you're playing online now uh people can rescue you but the like downside is it the bubble's no longer infinite it's like a few seconds which i yeah. think is a lot better oh it's way better for sure way less abusable yeah <laughs> because i remember playing with friends and family like new soup on the wii and just being like okay uh hey little sister you're really struggling with this part just die and i'll get through it and then i'll just revive you after when we're really close to the end or something like that um and it's yeah. nice to see that they've incorporated that even to single player for the people that want to play with that online experience. I don't know how often I'll have that turned on. I might try it for a little bit, but I feel like just looking at the sheer number of ghosts they showed, it might be a little overwhelming. <laughs> You'll just never die. Also, you can buy checkpoints and put them down so people can use them. Yeah, <laughs> which is nice, but I don't know. I think it's a cool addition. Um I I really feel like they went this route because it's much easier to show where a player has been or is kind of going rather than the Mario Maker approach where like everything has to be live synced for all of the players on screen mm -hmm. at once over live play. Because that that really is a netcode disaster for some company like Nintendo that has a terrible netcode yeah, situation. Small indie company, Nintendo. <laughs> <laughs> I love how that phrase has been like going around over the last few months. <laughs> like, oh, Overwatch is really sucking right now. Uh, small indie company and now Nintendo small in indie company. But anyway, um, I think I think it's cool. What's also cool about it is they've added these kind of online lobby rooms that you can join with friends. So you can kind of see what everyone's playing, kind of join in with them as ghosts as well. And then you can also do like speed runs together so you can race each other to the end of the levels. And I think that's a really nice addition. Yeah, I don't know how much I'll do the racing, but it, it's still fun. At least they're trying to do some sort of multiplayer online for Mario. They got to justify the, the online <laughs> expansion pass, right? Exactly. <laughs> uh, I'm sure live streamers in the Mario scene will be doing races with each other live. Yeah. Looking, looking forward to that. Uh, in all, I think it was a really nice direct. It was fun to get lots of information. It was very much a, we are only talking about a single game direct. Uh, so if anybody was going into that, expecting them to just be like, Hey, the switch two is coming out next year. Uh, I don't know what to tell you. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So <laughs> we've gotten some rumblings that, uh, Nintendo was showing off the switch Two at Gamescom this year. Um, I believe Windows, like a um, a writer at Windows Central had reported on it. And like Windows Central's real good with leaks. Like they, <laughs> usually when they say something's happening, it's happening. Um, and it, it would make sense because like Nintendo's got to kind of show off the new system to a lot of like other 
developers pretty quick if they're planning on releasing next year. Um, the easiest and cheapest way to do that is at these game conferences and E3 is dead, so they couldn't do it at E3 anymore. So the next option would be Gamescom and they're probably going to do it at Tokyo Game Show as well. And maybe the Game Developers Conference later next year. But that's pretty, pretty far into like the potential <laughs> release of the new system. Right. Which we talked quite a bit about a lot of the other rumors for Switch 2, I guess, like two episodes ago now. And like, it really does feel like we are on the cusp. And these additional rumors of like Nintendo's actually showing it to people makes it feel even more real that we're getting it next year. Yeah, I, I wouldn't be surprised if we get a September direct um, just to show off the new system, just be just to get it ahead of Tokyo Game Show, because I think they need to show it off to developers at Tokyo Game Show, because that's going to be where like a lot of the developers from in from Japan are going to be at. Yeah. Um, but the more people you show it off to, the more likely leaks are going to come out. So I think Nintendo's going to want to try and get ahead of the leaks. And so that's just they Nintendo historically has had a direct release in September, usually to go along with Tokyo Game Show. Right. Um, that's the main reason why they do the September direct. It's not because like they have to stick to tradition or anything. It's <laughs> it's only <laughs> really have something it, to talk about. Yeah, it's for the Tokyo Game Show. Um, yeah. So I could see Nintendo doing something like on the 13th or 20th. Um, and it's just like it could even just be like a quick thing, like saying, hey, the Switch 2 is coming. It's another Switch. It has backwards compatibility and it'll be more powerful. They won't go into what makes it more powerful. And then they'll just leave it at that until like January or something when they talk yeah, about it again. Kind of like how they showed that short trailer for the switch before they like officially launched everything they just gave us like a, a little video of a guy playing zelda i think on his tv and then picking up the switch i i could see them doing something like that and just like showing the switch 2 logo or whatever its official name is and then not elaborate on it at all because the only worry that i have for nintendo is if they show it in september before the game console is supposed to come out like sometime next year. I feel like they are going to worry about sales for Mario Wonder and for any potential Switch sales in December for Christmas. I don't know if it matters that much with how they have the release schedule set up. Um, so they have the OLED for the, Mar for the Mario OLED, right? That's going to be a limited supply. It's going to sell out. All the limited supply systems sell out all the time. Um, Mario Wonder is just going to sell out. It's not <laughs> people aren't going to be yeah. like, oh, I'm not going to buy Mario Wonder because I need to wait until the sw sw the Switch Two comes out to play Mario Wonder. It's like true. Mario yeah, Wonder that, is going to play play on both. That systems is very just fine. true. Um, and like WarioWare is not going to get hurt either. The ten of us who are going to play <laughs> WarioWare are going to play it regardless. Yeah, that's that's also so true. But. Christmas has always been there. We ship a lot of switch units or, or we move a lot of them. We sell them. Right. They still could do a price drop. They haven't done a price drop for the switch That's yet. That's so true. Um, but honestly, like Nintendo's already been reporting that they expect like massive decline in sales on switch hardware just because like everyone has a switch already. <laughs> Most people, a lot of people already have two switches. Um, it's just getting to the point in the generation where it's just hard to sell hardware now. Yeah, that's very true. Most of the people that want to switch have one. I do know there are some people that 
are probably still considering getting a switch finally. But at the same time, it's like, yeah, sorry, well, man. It's, I don't think seven they would years get, or six years in. <laughs> I don't think they, they would get one this holiday. If even if like the switch Two weren't being announced. Um, yeah. So maybe they'll just get switch Two, or maybe they're just waiting for that price drop. And you know, those kind of people might actually pick one up this holiday. If like the switch one costs, I don't know, say like $200 for the base model or 150 yeah. and it comes with Mario Kart. Um, it'll also be like their last push for Mario Kart eight cells. Uh, because I, we, we expect Mario Kart nine, um, to be like early on in the life cycle. So do a bundle. That's like 150 black Friday with, uh, the Mario Kart eight deluxe, get the last push on that game. And I think it will do fine. I don't think, announcing the switch 2 hurts any kind of game if it was like metroid or zelda um <laughs> some of the more core games where people would be like i'd rather experience this on higher end hardware then maybe yeah but, that's a that's a very good point but mario wonder is <laughs> it's going to play the same on both systems <laughs> it might look better on the switch too but yeah it's not an intensively it's not an intensely demanding game <laughs> um but yeah no you're right um, especially considering the hardware inside the switch is so old, I could see them doing a massive price cut on it. Cause there's no way Nintendo's paying Nvidia what they were paying year one for the chips inside them anymore. You know, they probably have some sort of partnership deal. The only thing like I can imagine that the OLED, however, if it's going to go on sale, won't go any lower than 250, um, simply because that they want to sell those for a higher price. <laughs> um, but yeah, dropping the price for this holiday to just ship a ton of units to get them in more people's hands and to clear out a ton of their backstock as they prepare for a new console, that is definitely something Nintendo could do with a successful console. It wouldn't have worked with the Wii U. <laughs> no. They tried uh, dropping the price like six months into the Wii U. Yeah. It got me to get into a Wii U. <laughs> yeah. I paid like 150 for my Wii U, like six months post-release. It was insane. Yeah. <laughs> a wild, wild system. Um, yeah, the system that took five minutes to boot up. <laughs> yeah. And there's been a lot of speculation that because this Mario Direct was, it seems to be earlier than it should. Yeah, um, like a whole like, month. <laughs> it might mean something. I'm so like on the Discord, I was also joining in on the speculation like, oh, maybe this and this and that. I'm leaning onto this this direct meant nothing. <laughs> I think <laughs> I think what it is is because there's an OLED edition for the for Mario. They had to announce it earlier. I went back to Tears of the Kingdom and they did uh, the Tears of the Kingdom specific direct 45 days before release because they were announcing yeah. the Tears of the Kingdom OLED and Mario Wonder is currently 50 days prior to release. <laughs> So it's almost identical. So I think it's just because like they have to announce it so far in advance that like box stores can get orders ready for OLEDs. Yeah, that's that's a good point. Yeah, I guess if we had seen a Smash Bros specific switch model or something, we would have seen some of that happen <laughs> earlier. I don't know. Same with Fire Emblem. Well, speaking of Smash Bros. Um, oh, speaking of. <laughs> there's also a lot of rumblings that. um there, there's just rumors going around that like something Smash Bros related might be coming soon. Um, we still don't have the Sora amiibo. Right. Um, 
they'll have to push some sort of update to the game to accept Asura Amiibo when they finally announce it. Um, they're also doing a restock on like Smash Amiibos, which typically they do whenever a new Smash Amiibo is about to come out. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also they're doing a restock of GameCube controllers in Japan so far. Hopefully worldwide they'll they'll include it for the rest of the world (laughs) right gotta get like at least two more of those because but only your gamecube controllers to break they only have done that when at the launch of ultimate and the announcement of a fighter pass yeah so i think nintendo might be gearing up for something it could be melee hd it could be a fighter pass 3 um if we are expecting the switch to next year early on i know like a couple episodes we were saying oh it'll probably be mario kart and metroid i think we kind of completely glossed over the idea that it could just be smash ultimate deluxe well it could be the reason why we didn't really talk about it is because sakurai literally like two weeks ago or three weeks ago right before we recorded that episode specifically said like i can't see them doing smash brothers without me and was like yeah nothing started on smash we did mention in that episode that Sakurai has been known to lie about what projects he's currently yeah. working on. So I don't know, like Smash Ultimate Deluxe or Smash Ultimate re-release or whatever would be huge. The Smash Ultimate engine is really good and they only need to add like what a handful of new characters and announce a DLC pass and it'll sell like hotcakes. Yeah. What would be the minimum amount of work Nintendo could get away with with getting people <laughs> to buy Smash Ultimate again? Um, I would say at least some sort of expansion to the campaign, if not like a change to it, they could keep the whole spirit system or whatever, just change up the story slash, um, pacing of it, probably add four or five new characters to the base game, uh, with stages and music for each of them. And I think that would be enough for people to buy it. I think so. I think they would have to be like a single player mode of some kind and then right and that's what i mean like if they do a single player mode it has to either be like an overhaul of world of light you know changing it up a bit but i could see them getting away with the world of light like honestly i could see them getting away with just doing smash run yeah 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 smash run and bring back like a bunch of other stages that got cut so then it's like the true ultimate experience or whatever like everything is here now um and then five characters five characters I'm trying to think I they could probably get away with like fewer than that. Maybe like four. Yeah. Three. Three is really pushing it. Yeah. Um, and then you have to have all the DLC in the base game, I think. Definitely. But, and then if you announce another like fighter pass, Which, like people would lose their yeah. minds. To be fair, though, if they included all of the DLC in the base game, that would get people that didn't buy the DLC to buy the new game. That's true. Um, um, it's kind of just weird, though, because if we're expecting the switch to to be backwards compatible um <laughs> whatever they add to this game has to be something that nintendo could justify not being downloadable to the current base game yeah and i think that has to be like the single player missions i could see nintendo just putting smash run and like some other single player stuff into this game and then it comes with like four or five characters or something and then they say if you don't want to buy this game you can buy the other five characters as a fighter pass to your current game that way people don't complain yeah and still get some money hmm. <laughs> either way jordan we're gonna have to start doing smash brothers fighter <laughs> predictions again <laughs> well and like 
<laughs> nothing nothing gets conversations going in the Nintendo community quite as much as like Smash Bros. Um, well, considering we're getting the HD remake of Mario RPG, Gino actually has a shot now. <laughs> oh my god, Are you, dude! <laughs> if Gino is so like, if they announce Smash Ultimate Deluxe along with the system this September, or whatever, and it's like a launch title, and then like it's supposed to be releasing say April or something, right? Yeah. Um, and there's like four characters that they could show off one character at the September direct one character at like the game awards and then like <laughs> a character at the usual, like first direct of the year. And then like a smash specific direct or something as yeah. the final character. Oh, they totally could. Oh man. Could you imagine if in the September direct, they just showed Gino and they're <laughs> like, the Smash logo, but the Smash logo is like slightly different to be like, this is the next Smash iteration or something. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. Yeah. Like they. Oh, man. That <laughs> this September would be the time to do Gino. Oh, for because, sure. Because like it would it would push sales for the remake. Um, right. Because people be like, well, who is this character and why is the Internet talking about him so much? They'll buy Mario RPG. And then all of the people that have been asking for Gino since what? melee will finally have him <laughs> oh man i can see it being a possibility um i know sakurai says like oh i don't see them ever doing smash without me if they're just re-releasing smash bros again with four characters i think the current team can do fine without him honestly yeah, tr very true now it's, the other... it's building from the ground up i feel like would be a hard sell without sakurai yeah and there's no reason to build from the ground up especially if the switch two is going to be as similar to the switch. The only thing that I could see them needing Sakurai for is some sort of interesting single player campaign story at this point. Yeah. I just don't see a single player story. Also, ever happening. please Nintendo, please bring on some other developers that can actually handle the game balance better so that smash bros remains like a live game that is receiving updates so that we don't get Steve dominating all of the tournaments for the last like what year and a half now or more before he was banned. I don't know. I haven't followed the community very much, but I know that no balance patches have made it very difficult. I mean, that's <laughs> just ultimate. has happened with every smash game. Oh, I know. Also, Jordan, I just got to say, I'm thinking about other characters that could be super exciting. And I think it's time for our boy Waluigi to make his appearance and be the Mario sports representative. Yeah. But if we're getting Gino, I don't see Waluigi and Gino getting in. <laughs> it's one or the other it better be Gino <laughs> yeah. personally I'd rather have Waluigi but I, I understand <laughs> yeah yeah Waluigi's a good fit for Smash Brothers just take him out as a Smash Trophy or make him both a Smash Trophy or an assist trophy and a playable character that'd be great my guess for what the four characters would be would be um, Gino one of the starter Pokemon from the latest Pokemon game Probably Meowskarata. Yeah, probably Meowskarata. And then Colgate from Fire Emblem. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then Ravenbeak from Metroid. I think those would be... Mm, yeah, Ravenbeak could work. I was thinking that they would either do something from Dread uh, or something from Prime 4. I think it's too early for Prime 4. If Prime 4 does get a character in this a theoretical Smash Bros. game that has not been confirmed at all they we're just <laughs> speculating like we're, we're on multiple levels of speculation now um we've gone really deep guys don't but take this as fact <laughs> it, it, would, it would require like a fighter pass to come out like 
True. around the same time as it's like how we didn't get rex you know or mithra empire until way later yeah like sure xenoblade 2 came out before smash developed or smash ultimate did but it took them until what the second pass for pyra and mithra is that when they came out i don't remember the order of the past characters i haven't really played smash brothers since like like the last time i really played was when pyra and mithra launched and then i played a little bit when sora came out so it's been a long time for me (laughs) anyway um all speculation aside i really hope we get a september direct um we still have a couple of missing pieces to the end of the switch's life they might show us more of luigi's mansion dark moon we'll probably get more about uh warioware and then they also promised us more information about the princess peach game back in june so (laughs) yeah (laughs) (laughs) any information (laughs) any information yeah we don't have a title yet nope it's just princess peach the game um but yeah i'm hopeful that we get to see the switch too sooner than later i mean it's certainly time we've been talking about it for like the entire history of our podcast here jordan that we need a new console (laughs) well when we started this podcast the switch was five years old that's usually the time the generation ends yep um this is just a really long generation and like a big part of that was because of the pandemic yep yeah For sure. It was hard to get your hands on parts. It set a lot of their plans back because they had to reconfigure their entire development environments so that they could allow for work from home. Yeah, it was it was a mess. But so hopefully the, we're the, getting the back next generation time. will come when Nintendo's ready. Um, I don't think there's like any specific thing. I don't know. It's just <laughs> <laughs> it'll be here when it gets here. <laughs> and we're hopeful but it's next year. <laughs> I'm pretty confident it's going to be next year at this point. I, I am, too. With all the rumors circling around in the industry um i'm pretty i'm pretty confident in a 2024 release at least we're not getting any of the awful um trademark uh rumors leaks or whatever that were floating around back when the switch one came out or was about to come out you know like that super ugly looking controller that had a screen on it and someone made a fake mock-up of it and people like oh my gosh this is real this is real this is real (laughs) i'm I'm glad we're not at that point (laughs) Right I'm now. expecting this to be a pretty plain upgrade. Yeah, um, it's going to look like the Switch. It'll it's probably be the Switch, use the Joy-Con. More powerful Switch. It might even just be called the Switch 2. Although it yeah. might not. <laughs> um, marketing people are weird in that they hate the idea of having a number that's lower than anything else on like the market. Um, that's why Microsoft went away from <laughs> numbers for the for Xbox because it's a whole generation behind or they've had one less generation than PlayStation. Right. Um, and so the idea from the marketing perspective is if someone who has no loyalty to any company and doesn't understand like what they're getting, if they see something labeled X2 and then Y3, they're going to go for the Y3 because they just assume that it's a, a better product. Right. It's, it's dumb, but <laughs> that's how the human psychology works. So are we going to get the Switch 6 or the Switch 361? <laughs> I think it's going to be some sort of numbers. name. Yeah. In fact, I don't think it's... Oh man, the Switch name is just so good, though. You have to kind of keep it. Yeah, I could see them going back to their roots and doing Super Switch. I could see that. I don't think they would do it, but I could uh, see it. I, I don't know about that either, because you, you want something that's like a clear cut this isn't like 
a switch but souped up this is a whole new thing like that was a big problem with the wii u yeah true but they got away with it back in the nes era honestly they might just pull an apple and just say switch (laughs) (laughs) generate the next generation or something i don't know gen (laughs) 2 although apple does apple still or does apple do numbers maybe i'm wrong oh yeah they still do numbers yeah okay never mind then just ignore me i'm not an apple guy me neither uh, anyway it'll be exciting to see how things go in the next month and we'll be sure to talk about all of that right yeah <laughs> it's kind of our shtick is talking about these things so but uh yeah i i think the mario wonder direct was great uh it answered a lot of questions we had about the game it looks really fun looks pretty i'm with you jordan that i think they should have gone a little bit crazier and a little bit more interesting in some aspects but i think it'll be a very fun experience don't you oh yeah Oh, yeah, it's going to be great. (laughs) I'm pretty excited for Mario Wonder. Yeah, me too. Well, is there anything else to really talk about? I think I'm good. All right. Yeah, I think I'm pretty good, too. This was a pretty good episode, and we did not go longer than an hour this time. Go us. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Anyway, thank you so much for listening to this episode of the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We sure appreciate you and your support. If you liked this episode, please be sure to give it a like or leave a review on the podcast app that you're listening to us on. Uh, leave us a comment on YouTube. Let us know what you think about the show and these episodes. And feel free to join our Discord server by going to nintenfusion.com Discord, which will give you a link directly into our Discord server where you can talk about these things that we're talking about and let us know how we're doing on the show. With all that said, though, thank you so much for listening to, once again, the Nintendo Fusion podcast. We sure appreciate you. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye-bye. See ya.